how do you make a radio ad for an 8K TV that conveys the feeling of 33 million pixels with over a billion shades of color hitting your eyeballs? This is the best we can do. Samsung Neo QLED 8K. Unreasonably good. Texting privacy policy in terms and conditions posted at textplan.us. Texting and rules for occurring automated text marketing messages. Message and data rates may apply. Reply stop, opt out. The pandemic has been hard on all our kids. New studies show more than one in three children who started school in the pandemic now need intensive reading help. That's right. Millions of kids in kindergarten through third grade in the United States cannot read at grade level. Here's the good news. Your child can be reading in just 30 days, guaranteed, with Hooked on Phonics. Even if your child has been struggling, Hooked on Phonics will teach your child to read in just 30 days, guaranteed. And right now, you can get started for just $1. Text the word GRADE to 323232 right now. Hooked on Phonics is highly effective and incredibly fun. And everything can be done right from home and in less than 20 minutes a day. For more than 30 years, Hooked on Phonics has been the proven learn-to-read program that kids love to use. Text GRADE to 323232 and teach your child to read in just 30 days, guaranteed. Text GRADE to 323232 right now and get started for just $1. Text GRADE to 323232 now. Text GRADE to 323232. Namaste to all you on this fine May evening. We have a very special episode for you tonight. Mind Jacked is going to be a dark and dirty threesome with an additional voice. Tonight, we've got a guy who's made his attempts to be an, an American ninja, a professional wrestler, and a bass-playing punk legend. I don't know how that worked out for him, but he's definitely found his niche as an author, editor, animal lover, and... A multiple award-winning, uh, oh, I screwed up here. I wrote, I can't read my own writing. <laughs> uh, winning multiple awards for his books and business journalism. He's got such badass titles as Too Much Poison, Snapdragon, Burn Beautiful Soul, and his latest release, Crawl on Your Belly, All the Days of Your Life. I'm glad you pulled yours up because I, I thought I had mine here, but I think I moved it. <laughs> and most importantly... The uh, founder and president of the Brad McCrimmon Fan Club, How's Mr. William J. Donahue. Hey, guys, thanks for having me on. Appreciate you letting me uh, invade your space. No way, dude. This is, uh, this is uh, an honor, a uh, privilege. Uh, this is great, dude. I, thank God for modern technology. Yeah. Um, Mike, I don't know. I don't know if I gave you much of the backstory. Bill and I met Christ 25 plus years ago. Oh, wow. And uh, due to various circumstances, we kind of lost touch for a bit. And then... Uh, well put. <laughs> no need there, dirty laundry. Yeah. It's been a while, though, but uh, yeah. But, you know, we were able to reconnect. And we've gotten together a handful of times over the last 10 years, but then, you know, life gets in the way. 
But uh, here we are. Here we are tonight. Let's celebrate yet again. Got a pimp. Crawl on your belly all the days of your life. How you doing, Bill? I'm doing great, man. It's uh, it's a beautiful day somewhere, so uh, <laughs> no complaints here. No, dude, I'm thrilled. It's getting nicer around here. I'm sick and tired of this cold stuff. Yeah. It's May, dude. It's May. I'm still wearing hoodies. It's time. Yeah, I got knit hat. I mean, come on. <laughs> but it's hard for the whale. Yeah, you got to represent, too, so that's part of it, right? Exactly. Yeah, I got I got my 10. I got my 10 for your McCrimmon fan club. Awesome. Yeah, he rest in peace. Oh, dude, it's still weird, isn't it? I yeah. just still... So, Mike, I don't know. Do you follow hockey at all, Mike? Um, I guess a few years ago I did, back when the Flyers were doing something that was something. I don't so... Know. So you watched them back in the seventies? Uh, oh wait, no. But so wait, they haven't done anything decent since the seventies. Oh geez, then I'm way up. Yeah, yeah, they've had their moments, right? But when I met Bill, we connected with hockey. We connected with music, and he he is the biggest Brad McCrimmon fan with. At, the, at that point, he had been, he was still playing, right? He, when, when did he retire? He retired in uh, 96, 97, but right. uh, okay. been, like almost 30 years ago or whatever it was, 25. Um, okay. So he retired around the time I met you. Yep. You had every jersey for every team that he had played on. Yep. <laughs> he's, he's pulling out. He's like, look, I got this one. The best, my favorite was the uh, Coyotes. Do oh, yeah. you still have all? Please tell me you still have all of them. They're, uh, if I open the closet door, they're right there staring at me. Yes. Nice. Very nice. But how are you guys doing? Me? I'm looking forward to the warm weather, dude. Like I said, I'm just done. I need to get my ass to the beach. I just want to smell that salt air. <laughs> Feel that sun. I don't know. I'm tired. I'm tired of it being cold and cloudy and gray and miserable. Yeah, I yeah. think it's all there. I'm I'm ready for technical issues to go bye bye. <laughs> Mike's very frustrated. Yeah. Mike's Mike's I quiet, really so am. he's annoyed. Okay. I'm 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 gonna break something at some point. <laughs> I'm sure. All right, well you're gonna have to focus because uh yes. Mike's our horror guy. I don't know how familiar you are with the Rabbit and Red Network. Mm-hmm. I'm the oddball. Like I don't know how I fit into this other than being friends with Mike. Most of the shows on here are dark and dirty and probably right up your alley. Awesome. In the meantime, I couldn't tell you the last horror movie I've ever seen. <laughs> but he's the, he's our guy, which is why I wanted to ask you. I'm like, you know what? I bet you, I bet you, Bill and Mike would have something to to relate to to to, to pimp. Awesome. You did finally see Halloween though, so I got to give you credit for that. <laughs> yeah, finally. Thanks. I just saw. I just saw the first Halloween. Wow! Really? <laughs> yeah. Well, you know, if it means anything, I just saw Rocky, like the original Rocky, like probably maybe ten years ago. What? Yeah, I grew up as like a Rocky three, Rocky four kind of guy. Like that was that was Rocky to me. Sure. Mm-hmm. But yeah, you never saw the first one. Oh, I did now, but so you know, I'm, 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 I'm <laughs> for that long. So yeah. Oh my god. You're you're not from this area. Get out of here. <laughs> I think when you come out of the womb, like it's like, okay, he's focusing. Put the Rocky video on. Right, right. I must have missed that day. <laughs> I was on vacation. Okay. 
It's all good. So, dude, how many, what, are you, what are you up to now with the books? Is this is this six, seven? Uh, it's the I counted as my second one. Like the other ones, second. I, well, I self published the other one. I, I had a, a small, like I worked with a couple of guys on on one book. Like God, that was probably fifteen years ago. Uh, it was a small publishing company. Um, so the other ones I self published, but the most recent two, like Burn Beautiful Soul and Crawl on Your Belly All Days Over Life, those were with uh, small publishing houses, and um, so they've been they've been fun. So those those I count as one and two. The other ones I, I kind of count as practice, if that makes sense. <laughs> I get that. That makes yeah. sense. I'm pissed, dude. I was trying to find. I have Snapdragon, and I noticed. I went on Amazon today to try to just to see what's available out there, and it wasn't listed. Good, thank like, God. <laughs> <laughs> Snapdragon, for for those that don't know, that was Bill's first book. Yeah. Uh, he, I remember going to the store, and grabbing it off the shelf and I'm like, this is so badass. I'm like, I know somebody that wrote a book. I'm like, I don't, I didn't think I had friends smart enough to spend or that much of an attention span to write a book. I never claimed to be smart in anything. So all good. <laughs> <laughs> but, uh, oh my God, how do you find the time? Like, that's one thing that I, I, I don't know. As just as a homeowner and, pets and I you know and I have kids how do you find the time to sit down and do this project yeah that's the thing man the kids I don't understand how people get anything done with kids so we have we have our own pets and we have foster kittens and they those take enough time um but like yeah. I have friends like in a writer's group and some of them are parents like younger parents and like I don't know where they find the time for anything because that's a huge a huge time suck, but I mean, it's like everything like you guys, like you guys devote a lot of time doing this. And, uh, so you just, you carve out in your schedule for things that are important to you. Right. So yeah. that, that's all it is. Nice. What's, uh, what's, what's your routine? Like, what do you, do you have a, I don't know. Like, do you like put throwing the music on finding your, your zone or is it, I don't know, going out in the nature? That's a great question. Yeah. So, uh, I, I write for a living every day. It's like my day job. So that's like a blessing and a curse. So in the morning, I'll, I'll take my dog Baxter and we'll go walk for about uh, 40 minutes or so. And that's the time where I'm like thinking through stuff. I'm like having conversations. It sounds really stupid, but like having conversations with characters and all that kind of stuff. Mm -hmm. And then when I come home, I'll just jot everything down in a notebook and that becomes like a roadmap. So like I said, finding time to do stuff is always a challenge. So my time to do like formal writing, writing sessions is usually like later at night or mostly on the weekends like saturday and sunday morning that's that's what i'm doing okay. uh, so basically i have my roadmap to work from during the week and then when i sit down i i know where i'm going and like when i first started doing this i i would start writing at 10 o'clock at night and finish up at two or three in the morning but now i mean i can't I, can you imagine doing that like i used to do it for a couple of days in a row and no problem now i'm in bed by 10 so uh it's, it's weekends you got to be efficient Oh God, yeah, dude. We we usually do this from about eight to ten, and it's okay. every other Tuesday. By ten o'clock, I'm like, Mike, I gotta go, dude. <laughs> I'm done. Yeah, yeah. and it sucks because also for well, at least more for myself than Mike, the beer is usually flowing. <laughs> so I was like, uh, I start getting more chatty. <laughs> gotcha. And I'm like, no, 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 I gotta go. I gotta go. <laughs> I gotta be up way too early tomorrow. Can't be doing stupid things. Mm -hmm. 
Yeah, and I'm sure with you guys for like movies and stuff like like Mike with horror movies, you make time to watch that kind of stuff. Joe, I know you've seen like every movie under the sun. So oh, yeah. <laughs> like you know, you just you gotta make time for what you make time for. Yeah, yeah, dude. My movie my movie days have been done pretty much since kids. No kidding. <laughs> At this point I'm like sitcom guy, because that's about as long as I could stay awake. Okay. Give me, give me the at this point. Trying to think of newer stuff. Give me the Goldbergs and Impractical Jokers. I'm good to go. Anything if I know I'm going to watch something that's an hour, I might have a cup of coffee just to make sure I stay awake, dude. It's so, it's so sad. Oh shit! I just can't. I just, my ass hits the couch and I'm just I'm I'm done. The head starts going over. Yeah, I swear, man, like when I was uh, younger, I'm like, you know what, like everyone like is just running around doing everything and uh, like time just goes so quickly. And I always thought like, you know what, I'm going to figure that out and uh, I'm just going to going to figure it out. But that has not figured out yet. No, how the hell does it happen? I don't get it. <laughs> like, I'm not the healthiest person in the world, but I'm not lazy either. Like, how where's the energy going? Why am I not able to stay up like I used to stay up and then still function during the day? Yep. It's crazy. Yep. Has uh, in your your with your work, they uh, were you screwed over the last two years at all, or was it business as usual? Oh, like regular work stuff. Yeah. Um. So we're a, we're a monthly. We do like month, monthly publishing. Um. So when everything hit in was that March twenty twenty, um. We we pushed back our, like our deadlines by like two or three weeks because no one was spending money. And in order to, to publish something, you, you gotta make money. Mm. Um, but beyond that, like we've had like a couple of like a down months here and there, but for the mm. most part, things are, are going all right. Like we're all keeping busy. We've, you know, we've kept all the staff, all that kind of stuff. So, um, nice. it has, it's been, it's been all right. I mean, honestly, it's, uh, I, I still work from home a fair amount. So like just not having the commune is huge. Oh my god! Especially now, gas is dude. The gas is killing me. Yeah, yeah. I was looking at the prices today. I'm driving around. I'm like, oh my god. <laughs> I couldn't imagine. At one point, I had a commute. It was 26 miles one way. Oh, like I'd be out of my mind right now if I still had to do that drive. I did that for like three years. Wow. It was from where I'm at now out towards like Hatfield. Okay. So that's kind. Of, it's towards. You you know you, you know the area. I'm like, oh my god! If I had to pay five dollars a gallon, I think I'd just like I gotta quit. I can't afford to go to work anymore. Gotcha. <laughs> it's insane. But I don't know. But what, the pets? The pet? That's awesome that you get to stay home, dude. You get to hang out with the pets all day. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So we got the we got a big dog and three cats of our own, and then right now we have uh, we have six cats in the basement. Um, so for the fall. six. Well, it's a mom and five kittens. Um, oh, they're really cool. They're all, it's a lot of fun. Like I never, th- I never ever thought I'd be a cat person, but um, I am now. So, uh, oh my god, God bless you. <laughs> so, so, like I said, man, like like no kids here, so it uh, it opens up some space. Yeah, land dude, that's cool though. I would love. I, we have two little dogs. They're about a year old. Both of them are about a year old. One we got from a breeder, and the other one is a rescue. I think I would kill to be able to stay home and just hang out with them all day while working. Yes. Luckily, my oldest is in her early 20s. She just graduated from college okay. and is working from home most of the time. She might go into the office like twice a month. 
So she's home with them all day. So it's nice that you know, they're they're not by themselves in the house for eight hours at a time. Yeah. But uh, uh, my gosh, dude. Yeah, I would love, I would love to be home, getting paid to hang out with my dogs. <laughs> yeah, I don't know about you guys. So, so it's been, it has been awesome. But now, like when I see people, I just get like, like seeing you guys right now. It's like the most socialization I've had in, in weeks. So, um, like I'm an introvert to begin with. So it's just, uh, it's, it's crazy when, uh, you know, when I actually have to meet with face to face with people. Yeah, you don't like it. I know it's affected a lot of people. Like the guy t- Tony, I was doing jacket audio with. Yeah. When I would talk to him, he'd be like, "Dude, I was built for this." He's like, "I love being at home." I'm like, "Oh, you're out of your mind, dude." Not that I'm like super social, but I like being around people too. Yeah. I don't know. As long as it's my people. <laughs> yeah, I hear you. Yeah. Mm-hmm. But yeah, no complaints here. Everyone's uh, everyone's alive, so it, uh, that's that's a good starting point. That's all that matters. Yeah. Yeah, that's that's the important thing. Wait. But have you hit the ice? We're both sitting here wearing hockey crap. <laughs> um, have you have you been out there? So we uh we live near a creek and it froze. It we, it almost froze solid this winter. Uh, I think probably two winters ago it froze solid for a good week. Mm. So uh, Don and my wife and I we were down there and we were just playing shinny for you know a couple of days. It was uh, it was like ten degrees, so it's you know. It's, cold as anything but uh you know that's fun i did play uh league play for a few years that was that was more than five years ago but uh, mm-hmm. now I, I play like i'll play like organized not organized but i'll play with other people probably once a year at this point okay how about you dude i the last time i was on the ice was was yeah was with you 10 that's years right. ago that's right so yeah i just i don't know i i had to throw out a bunch of my stuff Oh, yeah. I was like going through the garage. I'm like, oh, everything was dry rotted. I could, I salvaged some gloves and helmet. I had to throw away the pants. The straps on my shin pads were shot. The elbow pads were shot. Shoulder pads were shot. So I might be able to get back out there on the ice for like an open hockey, but I wouldn't want to play without without buying, you know, getting getting some new gear. Right. Um, but yeah, in open hockey, I would love to get back out there. It's been a while. It's yeah. been a long time. So you guys played in a league? Is that what that? No, but we played a lot. The... What did we do? You got you had me going places all the time. Was it just friends? Like we rented the ice? I forget. We rented the ice at night. Yeah, so we had uh, friends from we. I played in a league with uh, with with a bunch of other guys, so some of us would get together and we would just play, you know, late these late night sessions from what it was like midnight to three or something like Dude, that. It was crazy, Mike. We were out there. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it would be like midnight to three, midnight to four, like crazy hours. And there you go, going back to being young. Yeah, <laughs> and then you still probably get we go to work the next day. It didn't matter, right? It's just like we're going at it, have at it, have a good time. Drink in the parking lot for an hour and then go to work. Yeah. <laughs> it's like, oh, my muscles hurt. I gotta <laughs> gotta take care of that a little bit. Gotta relax. Um I dude. wish we had pictures of that. That would be great. Dude, I wish we did too. <laughs> like nobody took pictures back then. Now you can't go anywhere without people snapping pictures. Like I right. got my yeah, phone I right here. Oh. <clears throat> pictures you don't need to see. Yeah. Okay, mm-hmm. dude. I still I feel like Al Bundy. But every once in a while, and I I couldn't tell you 
where we were, when. Um, I, I know we were in Jersey somewhere playing. I'm pretty sure we were in Jersey. I don't know. But it was like one of the best nights I had on the ice. I felt like you got me the puck constantly, and I couldn't do any wrong. <laughs> I just kept getting that puck in the back of the net all night long. And, again, it was one of those nights where I think we played for four hours. Yeah. And I think 25 years ago, and I'm still like, yeah, I had seven goals. Yeah, you <laughs> got high. You got the gold, the gold leaf award that night. <laughs> I do remember that. Yeah, you were like the, you were the MVP. Dude, it was crazy. It was crazy. It yeah. was so much fun though. I just, yeah, I, I don't know. I wish I had more details, but it was just like, and everything of all the times I had been on the ice, that was like this one night. It was the night everything went right for me. Right. I got this. Where did Mike go? He's he's done. He's like, oh, they're talking about hockey. He'll be back when the horror talk comes. There you go. Yeah, Pen was Sock, that was in Pensacola. Now that you say that, yeah, it was Pensacola. Okay, look, so you, look, I'm glad you remember. I'll be back momentarily. Hang on. Uh, right. Talk amongst yourselves. <laughs> got it. I don't know. Can we do this? We don't have the producer around. Are we going to be able to manage? <laughs> he's he's letting us run. <laughs> Dude, the hair. I can't get over the hair. Does does the wife give you any grief for it? Oh, she hates it. She absolutely hates it. And she is totally right to hate it because it looks terrible. But uh, I, I mean, you remember, like, you remember having long hair when you were younger? I mean, yours is, yours was great, man. Um, but I remember just like how I loved it. And now it's like the, now is the time to do it. I started growing it like right before, right before the pandemic hit. And then so it just led me to where I am today. And it just, uh, the, the cards are still lining up. So that's kind of where I'm at. My yeah. neighbor across the street is a barber. And he was bitching and moaning like about a month after the world started shutting down. He's like, oh, my God, I'm not making any money. Blah, blah, blah. I'm like, oh, that sucks. And I'm busy like, oh, look, the hair started coming pretty good. I let him trim it just to be able to throw him a bone. Right. Because like, nothing changed for me. I was still going to work every day. And I was actually working a ton. Well, still working a ton of overtime. But I was working constantly, even more. Because we had to, you know, to, to keep everything running for everybody, for those that's doing school from home and working from home. Um, so I felt bad. I, so I, I got my hair trimmed. I, I threw twenty bucks at him or whatever, right. thirty bucks, and I was like, "All right, I'm out. <laughs> Got to go." Haven't, haven't had the hair cut since. No kidding. Oh, the wife's giving me so much. Yeah, it's, it's been over a year. Okay. The wife's just like, oh, get your hair cut. What's wrong with you? I'm like, I don't care. I like it. <laughs> I'm just letting it go. Yeah, you, you got to ride You got to ride the bus for as long as you can. That's the way I see it. I'm glad it's here. I'm like, I could still be white. Like, it could go gray and white tomorrow. I don't give a crap. I'm glad it's here. But I do the I do the bandana. So it, well, usually only in, when it's warm out. But uh, it's all gray on the sides. Okay. But it's still brown on top. So I'm like, okay, do this look. I still look like the hair's the hair's like it was when I was, you know, 18. Nice, it works, man. <laughs> Whatever it takes. Yeah. But it's so cheesy. I can't, I can't stop. I'm holding on. I'm holding on with that midlife crisis. Like, yeah, I'm still yeah. young. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I, uh, I'm not sure about. Are you still going to shows and stuff? The last. What was the last? The last one was right before the world shut down. Uh, 
I don't know. Do you remember my buddy Steve? Uh, he was around a lot. Like when we would go to that that bar in Ben Salem. Um, but I'm trying to think. I think he was he was kind of on the quiet side. Was he tall? Uh, no, that was Brian. Steve okay. was the little guy. All right. <laughs> I feel bad saying that if he's watching or listening. Okay. He's the little guy. Uh, he he was. <clears throat> I mean, not that I'm like huge. But uh, now nah, he was a little guy, and he had long hair too at the time. Um, he moved. To, I don't know if I'm supposed to say this. But he moved out of state. He's like thousands of miles away. Oh, wow. <laughs> he he flew back to Pennsylvania. It was in February, February or March. No, February, because the world was still open. F- flew back in February from where he's at to Pennsylvania. So him and I could drive to New York to see Mr. Bungle. They played, they they only did like six shows. I think it was four in California and two in New York. Okay. And I don't know if you saw this or not or heard about it. It's only three guys of the original lineup, Patton, the guitar player and bass player. They got Dave Lombardo on drums. I did hear that. Yeah. Then Scott Ian as the other guitar player. Dude, it was the heaviest shit I ever heard. Really? It was so badass. They said, um, "Dude, it was amazing. It was amazing." If you get a chance, check it out. It's it was they all they were doing was their album. It was a demo. It was their demo from 1986, okay. which they wrote when they were between the ages of like 16 and 19. Wow! But that's what they did. They just took it for what you know from what they could gather from the old demos and redid it note for note but as old men <laughs> which the demo i have a copy of the demo and it's such a shitty demo yeah because you know it's a copy of a copy of a copy of a copy and you got like 18 year old mike Patton trying to sing this thrash metal and he just didn't have the voice for it but now in 20 well at the time when they did the show and then they recorded it for an album 2020 the 50 something year old guy he had the voice to just it was so metal it was so good dude definitely dude you got to check it out you'll probably love it cool i'll I'll track it down but if you if you listen to it just remember it's 50 year old guys playing it but it was written when they were in their late teens and it's just like how i couldn't imagine i couldn't even imagine they grew into it yeah but it was so, I, I don't know, but you know me, I, I'm always kissing Mike Patton's ass. So ahead of their time that for the, back then. Yeah. Now I, yeah, I don't know, but that, that was the last one. I don't, dude, I, I haven't seen anybody that's coming to town that I want to go to. I mean, I would go in a heartbeat. I haven't, you know, the, like you said, I've, I've been out. With, with work and being around people and whatnot. So the, the whole social thing doesn't really bother me. I know I have friends that are like, I don't know if I'd go to another concert. I'm like, really? I don't know. I just I can't wrap my head around that. I had a friend that was trying to sell me tickets. It was uh, garbage. Okay. Remember them? I was just thinking of that today because of you. Yeah. <laughs> nice. Uh, still love them, but they were playing with Alanis Morissette, and I really don't care about her. Okay. And Alanis was the headliner, so garbage set would have been <laughs> shorter. 
Yeah. He's like, dude, he's like, I don't want to go. Like he he bought the tickets. The show got canceled in 2020. Rescheduled and they were like, Oh, the old tickets are good. So he got screwed in that like he couldn't get a refund. They were like, Oh no, no, no. You just take those. <laughs> and he's like, I don't want to be around people. I'm like, Well, I don't want to go see a 30 minute garbage set. Like, right. If I'm going to see garbage, they better be the headliners and they're playing for an hour and a half. But he's like, he, he didn't want to go because he didn't want to be around people. I was like, oh my God, this is what's happened over the last two years. I was in that same boat for a while, but we started going to shows again in, in December. Um, and then just- they, they've been cool. Like, uh, it's been like no problems. Like, I felt very comfortable and it was like nice to be normal again. Yeah. Um, it was uh i'm back i'm back on board like we, we got a couple shows coming up too so i'm i'm like i'm i'm in i'm in for that but like once i get my teeth fixed then i'm like okay i'll see you next year but, nice yeah. who'd you say uh the first show we saw was um you remember dag nasty from like a like a punk band from god the from the 80s and, and 90s vaguely i know i've never listened to them but the name sounds familiar they were they were like a they were like a kind of a soft punk band they, and they had like one of their albums was awesome was called field day and uh so the new band for some reason they can't use the name dag nasty but they play all dag nasty stuff so they're now known as field day field um, day that's it. yeah so it was uh them and battalion zashka and battalion zashka that's uh pat from violent society my old band um so they played together and then we saw uh volbeat and ghost and i'm not sure how you about volbeat or ghost i like what i've heard I haven't heard anything enough to be like, I need to spend more time with them, but I have a friend of mine that likes them. So if I'm around him and we're in the car, he'll play either of those bands. And I, I like what I hear, but I haven't, I haven't dug deep on them. Volby. Do you like both or did you go for one over the other? We went for Volby. Um, <laughs> Volby, they are heavy as hell. Yeah. Like you dig deep. If you go deep, not even, not even that deep under the catalog, like really good songwriters and just, really good so but they were like basically the opener for ghost and i didn't really care a whole lot about them but um but i'm in i'm into them now okay yeah i've heard they do a, li- a good live show i know or, or go i'm talking about ghost the the guy who likes both of those he saw he's seen ghost before okay and he's like oh dude, he's like, they're so entertaining they're such a good live man i'm like all right uh, maybe uh. the singer is weird man he's got like a really weird vibe and he's like, you know, like some guys, they can just, they can really work the mic and entertain you between songs. He's mm. just like super awkward. Really? But, yeah. Like really like, like, I wanted to get up and leave. I was like, what is this guy doing? <laughs> to see that I would like to see now. Yeah. It's worth it just for the awkwardness. <laughs> um, where'd you see them at? Uh, I don't know what it's called now, but it's the arena in Camden across the river. Oh yeah, I don't know. It's changed names so many damn times. Right, I can't keep up. Yep. BB and T for a while now. Um, yeah, it don't matter. Yeah. yeah, I dude, I haven't. I I keep looking and I don't see anything. I haven't seen any bands that I want to see coming around here. So there's a. It's like it's weird. Like all the bands that we grew up listening to, they're now all fifty, sixty. And so they were like on the last hurrah. So now it's like there's a couple coming that we're going to see that are like, okay, I'm probably not ever going to have the chance to see them again because I'm going to die or they're going to die. <laughs> or, or we're all going to die. <laughs> <laughs> That'll be it. Like who? 
What do you, uh, what do you got coming up? So Chrome Eggs is in town next week. They're playing with Exploited and uh, Total Chaos at the First Unitarian Church. And that should be just oh my like, god! If I survive that show. That'll be amazing. Yeah. Good luck with that one. Yeah. Have you ever gone to that first Unitarian? I've seen. Uh, I saw the Menzingers there about five years ago, and that was. I mean, the Menzingers—they're just like a happy, pop, like happy punk band. Mm. Uh, so it, that was a cool place for it. But I can't imagine how those bands are going to fill that place and what that. It's gonna. It's gonna burn down. Yeah. Good luck with that one, dude. Yeah. <laughs> you better be prepared. Yeah. I saw Dillinger Escape plan there. About God, probably twenty years ago. Yeah, and I was just—I felt like the old guy at that show. They—I was so twenty years ago. I was in my late twenties. Everybody around me looked like they were in their late teens, early twenties, and the, the whole place was a mosh pit. I'm just kind of like backing up towards the corner, I'm like, oh, I'm looking forward to this. I, I hit a moment then. Michael J, welcome to your show. Can you hear me now? Yeah. Okay, good. Good. All right, I think we're good. You got the laptop going? I'm sorry. It just annoyed the fuck out of me that I could not that I could not do it on here and I just couldn't stand being on the phone anymore. So I'm like I have to figure this the fuck out. So That's nice. what I did. Well, that's during the show. So you went from the laptop or from the phone to the laptop, and we didn't lose any no. connection on the show. No, because it's all browser based, so it's it's running. You know okay. what I mean? It's running whether I'm in here or not. This so. is why Mike's the producer, and I just like, dude, I I got headphones and a mic. Let's do it. Let's do this. <laughs> oh, believe me, if I if I thought we were gonna lose connection or lose anything with the show at any point in time, I would never have done that but i'm like okay i can i can skip out and try to fix it and that's luckily, awesome that's very cool the hamster and the wheel keeps going that's that's what it is unfortunately sometimes with me i don't know <laughs> give yourself uh, some credit bill uh, this guy does he produces how many shows are you producing now i have no idea i really I'm I, say at least six know. maybe seven He's Maybe. on, we do Mind Jacked every two weeks. He does another show called, this is the greatest show, because Mike's, Mike's got CP. I don't know what, there's another, he does a show with a guy named Cody. They call him Crippled Cody. Mm-hmm. <laughs> like That's his name Crippled on the screen, Crippled, Crippled Cody. And it's, the show's called Tales from the Crips. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, horror themed, of course, but still, that's, that's pretty awesome. Wow, it's so it's so it's bad, so but awesome. it's the greatest name ever. Well, I, I man, that should be trademarked if it's not. The uh, the the best thing is is because um, the guy that I do that show with has arthrogryposis, so basically his arms he's in a wheelchair, his arms and legs are affected. So you should see him. He's got like flippers for hands. Oh my gosh, you can't really like. You know, when he to move around, he just rolls around on the floor. So one episode, he he did a demonstration on how he gets in and out of a chair, and it's the funniest thing you will ever see in your life. Wow. I mean, you probably won't laugh at it because I mean, I laugh at it because I think it's hysterically funny. But other people, you know, think that 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 we're really mean for like showcasing things like that. But it's 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 fun stuff. 
<laughs> you have well, to embrace the fact that you're crippled. That's the well, way that bad, I... how he lives his life, right? So it's uh, it's uh, good for people. What did they go through? Right. Well, how... wait. His hands are deformed. Yeah, he's got like well, flippers for hands. <laughs> he's like flipper. That's why. Wait, I oh, you know what? Sometimes I think I've heard him say that. So I. He's, oh, he's God. How does he get on the computer? <laughs> Did you ever watch Freddy Got Fingered? Oh, you know God. How, a long how time ago. It was like the backwards man, the backwards man. He is like truly the backwards man because if you look at him, it's like his his head is on his body backwards. But it's not. It's 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 weird. <laughs> I wish I had a picture of him. I would I would I would pull it up and show you, but I don't have a picture in here. What do you guys talk about? Like, uh, just a bunch of different like shit, all sorts of things. Okay. Um, it's it's it it gets crazy every once in a while. It really does. Yeah, I I this guy, <laughs> he makes me nervous listening to him. Like he doesn't care. He drops, he drops words that I wouldn't say ever. Okay. <laughs> just, I'm sure you can guess, yeah. and figure out <laughs> things, and I'm just like. I don't like, oh, oh, that's a little cringy. <laughs> but the dude doesn't give a crap about anything. So no. How does he get on the computer? I didn't know he had it. Well, because what he does is, is, is like, he'll just, like, you see him. I, um, oh, I forget what episode it is. But um, you know what? If you go to my, if um, the TikTok, the Rabbit and Red Radio Network TikTok, I think I have that clip on TikTok. And I laugh every... Because he looks like a fucking Muppet. He looks really like he's a puppet on the floor and somebody's controlling him. Just All because right. he's, you know. But um, he basically... I'm going to see if, if it's on there. And Bill, I'll send it to you him. if it is. Yeah, he just like shimmies himself and then he like hops up. That's why if you've ever seen... Because you like horror stuff. So have you ever seen Basket Case? Oh, yeah. Yeah. Okay. Well, I call him the crippled Belial because that's exactly what he reminds me of. Like he could just like jump up and like hug your face and fucking kill you. It's funny. I that movie is like now back. I mean, I guess it really never goes out of style. But it was uh, it was like an animated short. I'm not sure if you, if you saw it. It was uh, this was probably two or three months ago. But like that movie has not been in my consciousness for thirty years, and and here we are again. But I guess what goes around comes around. Oh, I mean, I, I, Joe, that's one that you should watch. That's a good one. I, it, it I'm sure you see it. I have it. It's good. It's enjoyable. You could do a marathon with all, with the It's Alive movies. Yeah. Oh yeah. And he's like, he's sitting there. He's like, what, what's the What's Alive? I have no idea what you're talking about. Right? <laughs> no. You guys get your horror on. Mike's Mike's yeah. man crush. The way my man crush is on Mike Patton. Mike's yeah. man crush is uh, Donald Pleasance. Oh yeah, I uh, yeah he's uh he's he's my favorite. And the best is with um with Joe when I first um became aware of him, and he did not um what was it? You didn't know? I didn't know who Donald Pleasance was. <laughs> yeah, I know you didn't, and I think that that pissed me off that you didn't know who he was. So, so Mike's friends with Tony Mack from Jacket Audio. That's how him and I met. Okay. 
all Mike would do when the show first started. Are you guys getting that echo? Are you? Yeah, Bill, do you hear? Uh, is it just me that hears it, or is he like all staticky? Yeah, you're staticky too. Oh, I'm staticky too. Yeah. Yeah. All right. All right. Hold on. How the hell am I staticky? Sorry, I hit something on my board, but, but that shouldn't affect everybody. No, it shouldn't. Oh, great. Um, all right, hold on. I'm going to refresh this and see if that fixes it. Oh, there. He's going again. Keep screwing things up. My God. <laughs> drop, drop water on the water on the motherboard again. <laughs> but, yeah, dude, this guy, Mike, would break my ball so bad. So bad. Anytime I said anything that wasn't right, he'd be on Twitter just bashing me and i'm like i don't know what like like playfully or really just give it to you no i think i really pissed him off that i didn't like i would say certain things that were wrong and i'm like who is this guy and why am i like the target of his wrath but the, the whole donald pleasance thing infuriated him he's like why he doesn't know who he is what's wrong with him and i'm like i don't know i don't get it i really i just okay but we started doing this thing with, uh, uh, what do we call it? I think we called it like our, it's a, they go, a wimpy song. Like we had to come in with a song that was kind of soft, like a guilty pleasure kind of thing. Okay. So I uh, think the first song Tony did was uh, Christopher Cross Sailing. Oh, nice. Okay. It's a good song. Yeah. And then I came in the next week. Oh, now I'm going to forget the name of it. It was it was the Michael Jackson song from Free Willy. Michael Jackson. <laughs> I'm, I'm kind of glad to say I don't know what that is. Uh, I'm sure it's a great song, though. Will you be there? All of a sudden, Mike's like, oh, you know what? I think I'm going to change my mind about this Joey T guy. Because <laughs> I, I like the Michael Jackson Will You Be There song. Okay. <laughs> yeah, dude. Like, be, um, do you remember the old two-screen theater at Nishamini? Way yeah. back when, yeah, I worked there, and we had Free Willy, and that song played over the closing credits. That's the only reason I know it's from Free Willy. Okay, <laughs> and I'd be in there sweeping up dirt bells, popcorn spilled all over the place, and nachos, and the song would play over and over again. And I'm like, oh, this song's terrible. After like six weeks, I'm like, this song's amazing. I'd be, I'd be in the theater singing along to it, just. <laughs> Isn't that amazing, man? Like it's stuff like you would never like back then you would never cop to it, but now it's just like that that is just totally ingrained in your memory and you love it. It's and Oh yeah, yeah dude, nineteen ninety two or three, whenever that was, I would have never admitted to be like, Oh yeah, that that Michael Jackson song from Free Willy is fantastic. <laughs> but here you go. I pulled a couple things aside here. I'm gonna show you this. Going going back old school. Now um on previous episodes, you might hear him and I kind of have a problem with uh, Kevin Smith, which I don't want to rehash it because we've talked about it numerous times on this show. But uh, I was trying to find, like I was saying, I was trying to find my copy of Snapdragon. Right. I found 
chasing Amy. Oh, shit. <laughs> Mike, Mike came back just in time. <laughs> I'm going to pretend that I didn't see that. Bill gave me this hat 27 years ago. I don't know who he was, or 27, 25 years ago, 26, whatever. Yeah. But he was working for some company like, that was promoting movies locally. And he hooked me up. He got me a hat and a bunch of posters. And there was something else I was trying to find. Yeah, I was, I was trying to go through. This is the one good thing about being a pack rat. Um, I was trying. I was trying to find old uh, Bill Donahue memorabilia, <laughs> but I still have this. I went to the secret stash wearing this back. It was the summer of '98. I remember because I had just bought this Honda. <laughs> it's the only reason I remember. So I just bought this car. Drove to Red Bank. I had no idea where I was going except just to somehow get on the Jersey Turnpike, head north, find the signs for Red Bank, and then just hope I find it. <laughs> like, I had no street map. I had nothing. I'm like, ah, whatever. But I was 23, 24. Like, you know, I'll make Red Bank B, right? Yeah. But, I, dude, I found it within 15 minutes of getting into town. I'm like, yeah. no way. <laughs> I, I got lucky here. So I go in. Did you watch uh, Comic Book Men? No. No? Uh, Thank God. Come on. He was barely on that. Um, yeah, that was, was, was at the forefront, and fuck that guy. Sorry. <laughs> right, well, my, yeah. I want to talk about Brian Johnson, not the guy from okay. ACDC. Uh, all right. I get, all right. He's fine. But one of... Kevin Smith's friends, who's was Ugh. one of the main guys of comic book men, was running the store. And I wasn't even thinking about it. Like I wore that hat all the time just because I liked the movie. And he's like, Where'd you get that hat? Like I didn't even say anything to him when I walked into the store. And I wasn't even thinking about it. Like I had to take the hat off my head and look at it to remember what I was wearing. And I'm like, I have a buddy of mine gave me it. He's like, dude, that is so rare. I'm like, well, how rare? He's like, I've never seen it before. <laughs> I wow, well, I guess if you've never seen it. <laughs> dude, the but best I, thing about that job, um, we would get like all the we would take like these, I have to take these like celebrities coming to town and take them on like these PA tours and stuff. So the best one we ever did was we got a prosthetic head from uh, eight heads in a duffel bag, and we had mm-hmm. to take this head around the city. Like we took the head to like to the Charlie Street Tavern. We took the head to Liberty Bell. We took the head all these other places in order to just to show it around. And it was like this really realistic looking decapitated head. And that was that was probably the best day of that job. <laughs> so you just took the head? Yeah. Was there any actors with you? No. Anybody? Like usually again, they would send like a director or like uh, somebody. And they're like, oh, yeah, by the way, you were having a PA tour this week. It's going to be a prosthetic head from the movie. So okay. <laughs> That's so strange. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Did what, oh, um, would you man alright now I don't know if I can we talk about now hopefully I can just say the guy's name and you can tell me whether to keep going or not okay. you were the first person to tell me weird things about Kevin Spacey oh okay can we talk about that I guess okay well, well I don't want to be well I, I probably can't get in the specifics, but all right. Can you be 
as vague as possible, but still. Now, th- you had this job in what, 96 ish? 97? And I. Funny. <laughs> While you were, you know, with him or whatever. That's, that's what he's trying to ask you, but he doesn't want to come out and say it. So I'll come out and say it. Who did he like diddle? About what did they do? I, I had no experience with it. Um, all I can say is that we had interns in our office who were at some. They basically, we, you'd send people to these uh, these events, like these junkets, and like you would have to meet with people and interview them and all that kind of stuff. And I, I'm not saying it was Kevin Spacey. It might have been. I don't remember. Um, but uh, so one of their our interns was sitting next to this person, um, and. There was a, a hand that might have ended up ended up on someone's knee and uh, oh. may have gone somewhere else. I don't remember, but uh, anyway, I'm not sure if that's what you're talking about because I don't remember clearly. Obviously, it was a long time ago. Yeah, I get it. But yeah, dude, I remember something something to that effect. I mean, like, really, that guy? <laughs> but who knows? Yeah, memory's foggy. Yeah, it was a long time ago, galaxy far away. <laughs> I mean. Wow. That's uh, one, one more thing from the, the Bill Donahue archives. Uh, the, oh, there you go. Awesome. <laughs> Great album. Great this, album. Was a, this was a birthday gift. I don't remember which birthday it was, but this still gets gets a uh, heavy rotation. Usually when it gets warm and yeah. you can drive around with the windows down. I like pulling this out. <laughs> Dude, I don't know about you. Like you mentioned that that Michael Jackson song, but I I listen to so much hair metal now. Um, like the really bad stuff, just because of what it was. You know, like I don't even like it, and it's just you, you cannot listen to it. Like who? Like what? What? <laughs> what are you uh, putting on? So last last weekend it was uh, Dokken. It was Dokken Beast from the East album, and then um, Rats Rats Out of the Cellar. That was right. in there. Yeah. So and then there's a. Uh, I'm not sure if you guys watch it. I don't know what channel it is, but uh, they play Metal Mayhem every Friday night, and it's all these—it's all the stuff from like Headbangers Ball and everything. Wow. And um, the, the rotation is so weird because like they'll play a Rat song and then another Rat song, which is the same song, and then two Megadeth songs, and then Dio, and then, then Dio again, and then another song, and then another Dio song. It's—it's uh, it's really weird. I'm not who—I don't know who is in charge of that, but um, what's this one? Is that serious? It's on like whatever cable is. I, I forget oh. where. Um, I don't remember which. I don't even know honestly which cable network we have. But it's every Friday night from like nine to like two in the morning. Mm-hmm. Oh boy. Okay. Sorry, Metal Mayhem sounded like a serious channel, so that's why it's, it's like serious XM. Well, Mike, I know how much. So I thought maybe. Oh, I was gonna say, Mike, I know how much a fan you are of Pantera, but uh, so you'll probably see a few uh, Pantera videos up there. Ah. I enjoy that. I was just remembering your, your conversation about Dimebag Daryl from a few episodes ago. Anyway. <laughs> oh. oh, yeah, that's right. I have no idea who the fuck he was. I was waiting to see if he would catch that. Yeah. That's right. Now I get it. Yes, yeah, see, that's why when you're saying it, I'm like, man, I mean, I know of Pantera, and I've heard their music. And I'm not saying that I don't like their music. I do like some of it, but I have no idea. Like, I had no clue. Like who this dime bag Daryl is? It, it sounded like he was a drug addict or something. Right. I don't. 
And look I mean, at Mike, he's so clean cut. yourself dime bag. <laughs> it's like drug paraphernalia. There we go. Going out for a dime. Yeah. Says the guy that does shows with normal Cody and Cripple Cody and I don't know. Trying oh. to think of other nicknames. <laughs> I mean, I could have. Nobody else goes by nicknames, do they? I think it's just those two. <laughs> yeah, no, I don't think anybody else does. Um, oh, yeah, that's right. Um, Father Mahoney isn't on the network anymore. So, yeah, that's right. So, yeah, I don't think. Yeah, so it's just those with the nicknames then. That's right. I'll get more people. I go my nicknames. Do you need a dirty, uh, rotten bill? I mean, that could be interesting. I <laughs> saw that name when I came in here. I'm like, now, now that sounds like um, that you could get into some pretty uh, interesting shenanigans. Tell them uh, the origins, Bill. Might have to explore that. Oh, uh, stories. Yeah, that was, that was my uh, that was my stage name back in the day. But uh, there was there was a band we liked, the Dirty Rotten Imbeciles, DRI. And so in high school, everything was Dirty Rotten this, Dirty Rotten that. So when it, when when band days came up and we didn't want to really use our, our names, it was, uh, you know, it was Violent Pat, Dirty Rotten Bill, etc. So uh, it still sticks. Anyway. <laughs> uh, Joey, now you're just blowing that off. You're like, oh, yeah. Anyway, move, moving on. Well, where did Sam Hain come from with you? Because I've never... I mean, Sam Hain is a horror-like term, so where the hell would well, you even come up with something like that? Well, Sam Hain is uh, one of Glenn Danzig's previous bands. Oh. So, okay. you know, Danzig, Misfits. Okay. But Bill, I don't know, Bill, I don't know if he's watching or listening. He is a hard-on right now because you mentioned <laughs> Misfits, I'm sure. Who? John Rhodes. Oh, is he a bit, uh, he's a Misfits guy? He's, he's, yeah. Okay. Yeah. Um, I don't know. So all, all those years ago, Bill just started calling me Joey Samhain. So I, if he's on the show. That's what I'm putting in as my name for tonight. There you go. I was wondering if that was the I, – I, I thought that was probably the case, but I'm like, oh, that's pretty cool that that, uh, that stuck. So anyway. That's cool. I wish I actually kind of did that. <laughs> From the beginning, that would have been. I, I every once in a while, I glance down at the screen and look at that, and I'm like, that actually looks kind of cool. <laughs> but now I just did the, the Joey T thing. Um, but yeah, I like the way Joey Sam Hain looks on the screen. Yeah, might have to the, rebrand. There you go. Well, the, the sad thing is, when I first saw that, you know, with him, I'm thinking it was a Halloween 281 reference, and I'm like, hmm. I know he's never seen that movie. So, like, did he do some some research to try to get, you know, on my really good side or what here? I always thought that was a strange reference for that movie. It was kind of just, like, out of nowhere, and it was just the end of it. Like, right. like where would where would Michael Myers have gotten that? And I don't know. It was just – it was weird to me. I liked it because it was Samhain, but uh, it, was, it just kind of fell out of place. Did you ever read – um, from 1979, the original Halloween novel that, um, oh, he went by the name Curtis Richards, but I forget his real fucking name. But if you read that novel, it is, I mean, it's, it's, it's long out of print 
and it's very rare, very hard to get. And if you do find it, they, it goes for a lot of money. Yeah. Um, but it, it was, uh, they really, uh, went deep into like the, uh, like the, the Celtic, uh, mythology of the holiday and all that stuff and kind of tied, you know, that to him and all that stuff. So it was pretty neat the way they did that. Oh, that's so, so it does. So it has a reason. It's a purpose. It was then is there because of that. Yeah. That's interesting. Okay. Yeah. I learned. Thank you. Now I, now I, I don't feel so bad about that. Yeah, no, but it was, uh, I mean, they didn't really explain it much in the actual film, but in that book, they really, uh, they dug into it, you know, quite a bit. Okay. And Joe's sitting there and he's like, I'll never read that fucking book. What are you talking about? I'm never going to read it. Nope. Have you guys seen the new... You guys uh, talk about your horror stuff. I'm going to go back and we'll catch up in a little bit. <laughs> well, have you guys seen uh, the new Outsiders, the, the re-release of Outsiders? Yes. Dude, my youngest is obsessed with the Outsiders. We've watched it about five times in the last see that year. New what's, what's different with it? Because I didn't see it yet. I have it, but I just haven't watched it. So to me, it was they explained like Ponyboy had that weird scab on his neck and like in the first scene you, and you never understood why it was there. So they explained that. But to me, the biggest difference was the music, like the music they chose for all the scenes. Uh, some of it worked, but some of it just really felt kind of I'm not sure you felt you felt Joe, but um, it just it felt off to me. Yeah, I uh, man. I, my kid, dude, I don't know. I forget how it started, but my kid was like, Dad, did you ever see? I'm like, yeah. She's like, there's an extended cutout. I'm talking about a teenage girl. <laughs> and she's telling me about the outsiders. She's like, we got to get it. We have to watch this. I'm like, what's going on? <laughs> so she's telling me the backstory. There was something There was something with copyrights with the music that made it different from each. I... The best I could say is the definitely the extended version just made everything a lot more clear. There was definitely stuff that was missing. I I don't know. I'm a big I I prefer the extended version. Hmm. Um. Now I gotta watch. A part of it is like expectations because it takes something that like you know I'm not you guys. I watched that movie. A hundred times when I was a kid. So when mm. you change something, there's always like, well, you're screwing up something that's like important to me. So I'm, I'm sure yeah. that's part of it. So if I never saw it, I probably wouldn't. It wouldn't even register. Yeah, I I don't know. I probably watched the extended version more. Wow. I remember seeing it when I was younger and loving it. But I'm telling you, my kid just pounded this into me. She's like, Dad, we gotta watch. We gotta watch. If it was just her and I, Dad, you want to watch The Outsiders? I'm like, yeah, okay, put it on. It was the craziest thing. Because nice. oh, I wanted wow. to watch. I'm like, oh, cool. There's some Patrick Swayze. Let's go. Let's watch. She has just the weirdest thing. She's the biggest crush on Ralph Macchio. Really? Yes. So she saw The Outsiders. Then she heard about Cobra Kai. I never had her watch Karate Kid. So then she heard about Cobra Kai, and her mind was blown that he's an old man now. <laughs> like I've heard her talk She's the youngest of my kids I've heard her talk to the other Kids going That she thinks Ralph Macchio's hot <laughs> I don't know if she can hear me Through the wall over here so that's why I don't want to well, Sound like I'm gossiping about her 
He's like 60 years old. He looks pretty good for 60 or whatever. He does. does. Dude, did you know? Did you watch Cobra Kai? Yeah. Do you know Terry Silver? I don't. I can't think of his real name. The guy that the the gray hair guy now. He was in three uh, Karate Kid three. Pony. Yeah. He's only a couple years older than Ralph Macchio. Really? So back when so much older though. He does. But even the more with the original, like the Karate Kid 3, like Machio's still playing this kid, and the, the guy that played Terry Silver's playing this adult, but yet there's only like a four year difference. Yeah. Like, that's so weird. Well, that's what my, again, go, go with the long hair thing. <laughs> my kid pulled my hair back in a ponytail. She's like, Dad, you're Terry Silver. I'm like, I'm not that gray. Oh, I'm geez. not that gray. Oh. Lenny's here, Joe. How you doing, Lenny? Lonesome Lenny. How are you, sir? Yeah. So this guy, I don't know if he's caught the name on the bottom there, Bill. Well, it's different now because I blocked Lonesome Lenny by mistake. His original screen name was Lonesome Lenny. Somehow Mike blocked him on YouTube or Facebook, so now he can't comment. He had to come up with a whole new screen name. But this guy, I'm going to screw the story up. When he was a kid, there was a defect on his car he's in his 70s a defect on his car he fell out of the car it was like the old suicide doors that opened in the opposite direction right he gave us his whole his whole story one night he called in on one of the other rabbit and red shows i'm like what is going on here but he just seems like such an interesting guy like I want him to, I want him to call in sometime and be on the show. I want to hear this guy's whole story. It's, he just seems like a neat person. It's weird, man. Like everybody, like if you get anyone on the right topic, like they're totally interesting. That's what makes like I don't know if you guys listen to the Moth, but like you have people telling stories about the most minuscule parts of their day, whatever, and they make it fascinating. It's just like how you tell it and 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 where you, where you lead people. But everyone's got. Everyone's got a great story if you if you dig deep enough. Yeah, and it's just a matter of harnessing. That's the hard part. They, 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 I've listened back to so many shows that I've done, whether it's here, Jacket Audio, had a brief experience of the Joey T podcast, and I'm like, yeah, that was great. And I listen back, I'm like, oh my god, <laughs> like I got to work a little harder next time. <laughs> but yeah, I think you could take any listen. I, I listen to other people. I probably listen to about five podcast, five other podcasts that regularly, and I'm like, these guys take nothing and turn it into like comedy gold. And I tried doing the same thing, and I'm like, ugh, it fell flat. I'm like, this is bullshit. But you know, practice, practice makes perfect. Yeah. When did you start doing this? Mindjack started in January. Right just started this year mike uh i don't know honestly i don't know not to bad mouth or to, i think it's gonna sound more negative than i mean it to be i have no idea what's going on with jacket audio okay uh, that was 14 though right that's yeah okay and that kind of that went a little haywire mostly because of my work schedule okay um because we like to do that one in, together. Tony had a whole studio set up in his house. Um, he didn't like doing the remote thing, which I get. 
to each their own, whatever dynamic works. Um, but between work and kids and his schedule, like we just couldn't, things weren't jiving up. So Mike's Mike's breaking my stones. He's like, dude, you need to be doing something. You got to do something. You got to get back out. You got to. I'm like, all right. I'm like, I don't know. I'm like, I'm trying to talk to Tony, and he's like, let's do something. I'm like, all right, let's do something. <laughs> so he manages pretty much the the whole Rabbit and Red Network. Okay. So he's like, I'm gonna have a slot open every other Tuesday. He's like, does that work for you? I'm like, Tuesdays are great. <laughs> I'm like, I'm in. Let's do it. And this is how this was born. So I don't think we really have, I don't know. There's like, there's no agenda really with this show just yet. Like I said, a lot of the shows, the other shows on the networks are horror-based or at the very least film-themed. Um, a couple of music shows. Okay. Um I, but him and I talked about it. I'm like, I don't know, dude. I'm like, let's just get on here. We'll talk. We'll see. and let's see what sticks. Conspiracy <laughs> theories. I've been digging that. I've been loving the world of conspiracy theories, especially over the last two years. But I've always been fascinated by that. So I try to find weird stuff to, you know, blow Mike's mind. <laughs> like, what do you mm-hmm. think of this? <laughs> yeah. I um. I, when my last book came out, the burn beautiful soul, that's all about demons and stuff. So I did uh, a lot of like podcast interviews with like conspiracy theories and like just dark demonic type stuff. It was really fascinating. So I, I had to, like, I did a lot of research for the book, but like had to, I had to kind of go back and just relearn some of the, like the research that I did, but mm. the, story, this, the stories that I would hear from some of the hosts and the people I met doing that were crazy. People that had like, like full on legit demonic experiences or, you know, according to them, but the stories were so believable and it's just like really kind of just like hair raising stuff. Yeah, dude. I wanted to ask you, I'm glad you brought that up. Actually. I was on your website for, for anybody that's not familiar. It's wjdonahue.com. You can find all Bill's stuff. There was, I was clicking through trying to find something I might not know. Where and there was a link, and I just saw it shortly before you came on. But it was, it had something to do with burn and demons. And I'm like, oh, I have to ask you about this. And then I got off the website. Where sorry, I'm scrolling, I'm scrolling. Oh my god, there's more stuff. Now all of a sudden it seems like there's way more information on here than I recall. Ghost tours. I don't know. There was a link something about the demons. I don't know. What do you think? What do you think demons and ghosts are? Like what's your take? What uh, makes you want to write a book like that? Honestly, like or were you always interested in that type of thing, or did something just like go off in your head, like a a light bulb just go off, and you're like, "I think I'm going to write about this," or like, "Well, I'm sure you guys are probably like I was, where in in high school you're you're kind of just testing things and trying to see 
what's interesting and, and see what's true. And I just remember, you know, like, like, like every kid did or every kid with certain interests, like you would read the satanic Bible, you would like go to all the hauntings and stuff like that. Uh, to be honest with you, like demons and stuff like that kind of stuff freaks me out. Um, especially if you, if you read deeply into who the characters are and like more about the, the, we'll call we'll use the word history, but it's just really freaky. Um, especially like the people that, it, that say that it, they've had experiences um, like the, whether or not it's true, I don't know, but the way they tell the story, like we were saying earlier, like the way they tell the story is really believable and just terrifying because uh, like, it's not like, these people did anything to, to bring these experiences upon them that would, it's like the whole randomness of it all that, that, that kind of freaks me out. And you're talking about, I, I'm not sure if you guys are religious. I, I'm not at all. Right. But I'm smart enough to know that I don't know anything. So who knows what's true and what's real and, and you know, where, where, where the carousel ends. If it does. Right. So I mean, the whole thing just, just freaks me out. But so basically writing that book was, um, I kind of wanted a character. The main character is a demon. And uh, I kind of wanted a character that didn't freak me out. He was kind of more human and, and something like more human and, and something I wasn't quite terrified of. So that was that's what I wanted to do with that book. So you sorry, actually, I'm going to interrupt. Here to show. Here's scared the hell out of me with that one. <laughs> this is Bill's previous book, Burn Beautiful Soul. Now, Bill, I started. I'm about 100 pages in on Crawl. I tried to get it done before you came on. I just, you know, again, I, how many times have I said, I'm like, oh, my God, I'm working, I'm working. Uh, over time, no worries, this man. and that. No worries. This, I love this cover. <laughs> this is a one of the most badass covers of a book. Actually, not one of. It, it probably is. Like this, I would wear this as a T-shirt. <laughs> Do you have any shirts? I'll get have you. Have one. you had any made up? Uh, we did actually. Uh, did you really? Well, <laughs> I was kidding, but they were coming from England. That's where the publisher's based, and uh, okay. they, they haven't gotten here yet. But that was last year, so I'm not quite sure what the deal is. <laughs> yeah, that's not happening. Yeah, but this dude, this is a great cover. I can't yeah, wait. I got to finish crawl, and then I'm going to dig into this. Uh, this is special. I don't read fiction. I couldn't tell you. Snapdragon is probably the last piece of fiction I've read. Oh, I'm sorry, man. <laughs> <laughs> No. Um, well, what do you guys feel about that kind of stuff? Uh, I don't know, dude. I, I been there's something to it. I'm trying to figure it out. I now I did 12 years of Catholic school. So my immediate response is to not believe anything they say. <laughs> yeah. Um, but I'm trying, I don't know. I, but that's one of the things the last few years I've been like trying to like piece things together. I, honestly, I, I feel like everything that we've ever been told, ever been taught, anything you see has been a lie. <laughs> I don't know. I'm just, I'm so jaded that we've been made to believe that we're just turds on a floating rock in the middle of space that I think there's something more to this world. I think there's something more special about it where there's good. 
man. I haven't vocalized this. I've had this in my head <laughs> for a while now, so I'm not sure how to put this. Um, I don't think the world's as physical as they say it is. Like, you know, they're like, oh, it's it's either solid, liquid, gas, and that's it. That's all we have. I think there's more to that. I th- and things are more. How do I put this? More electrical, more multi-dimensional. Oh shit! We're going multi-dimensions now. Yeah, yeah. I will. They. I don't think there's a heaven or hell. But, uh, I don't know. Something. I something else. There's something. There's something going on in this world. But I don't think it's as simple as you're born, you live, you die. I think there's something else, and I think there are demons of some sort. I think there's ghosts, but I don't know if they're what we've been told or the stories have been. Does that make any sense? Yeah. Um, Yeah. Yeah, I think this is a whole. That's a whole other show <laughs> that I would probably need like more time to think about. Um, oh, I've thought about it a lot recently. It's weird. All right, well, you tell you tell really? your side, and let me try to comp- get my thoughts together. Right. Just well, you know. Um, so no, well, I thought I don't know. I've just been thinking about this a lot lately. Now, I was raised Catholic. You know, I did CCD. I received up until. Uh, confirmation i guess and then i was done and then um i did a catholic high school for, you know for the four years um and it's funny because one of my best friends is actually a priest hmm. your best friend is a priest he is. wow that's shocking Who? Who? oh what? um no but um the the see i just think that it's all bullshit like the the religious aspect and i have a feeling that we just go you know we die we're in the ground and that's it and i mean i guess that's that that's me um oh he's bringing in the puppy to kind of soften the blow um but uh you know i just i just kind of feel like once we're dead we're in the ground that's it there, there's there's nothing else. And then I was thinking about it again, like maybe two weeks ago, it popped in my head, and I'm like, you know what? This really sucks. If we're just born and then we live all this time, whether it be like 80 years, 20 years, whatever, and then we just die. I'm like, that, that would really suck if that's the case. But I don't know. The more that I see things happening, I just, I feel personally that that really is the case. I mean, I don't think that there's some grand puppet master out there that's pulling all of our strings. It, it just, I, I, you know, I don't know if it's just because I'm getting older or what, but I just don't, I, I don't see it. You know, I wish I could. I, I mean, in a way, I envy the people that, that, that have some belief because I used to have that belief. But the older that I'm getting, it's like, I don't know. I just... I'm not seeing it. 
Mm, nah, see, I think there's something. Again, I don't think there's a heaven or hell. I almost think like you keep auditioning until you get it right. It's like a video game. You keep auditioning. And once you figure out this realm, then you get to move on to the next level. And again, maybe not heaven or hell, but there's something else. I don't know. I do. I, there's something well, I about reincarnation. If that this I is an audition, that. I want out of this fucking realm and move to the next <laughs> one, please. Let's go. I have a friend of mine. She's a she's a light worker, and she's really into like all like the metaphysical t- kind of stuff. And her thinking is that, like you said, it, it's an audition in a way. So you basically have multiple chances to come back. You, you it's not linear, so you can come back in time in the 1300s. 40,000 BC, whatever it is to kind of relive that experience. And, and her thinking is you can, you can also choose to have a really difficult life, like just to, just for the experience, because the metaphysical you, the spiritual you knows that it's all temporary. So all the pain and all the suffering you're going to experience in that time is like a blank. And it's all, again, it's, it's not, anything permanent but it's like some people choose that just to have the experience I, i'm not sure i believe that i'm pretty sure i don't believe that but i think it's an interesting theory dude that's really do you talk to her often yeah could you hook us up sure you have her you, know, I, you know i might subscribe to that theory myself yeah. i like it i would love i would dude i would love i'm open to anything at this point like i honestly i'm at a point i don't believe i honestly don't believe anything i'm like I'm just trying to figure out how to live my life day to day. I want to be a good husband. I want to be a good father. I want to be a good pet owner. I, and that's it. Like, I just, I just want to live a good life. That's a and thing, man. Like, like more, I, I'm sorry. No, that's it. I just like just basic shit. Like I don't need to do anything grand. Yeah. I, I think more and more, like most people in the world, all they want to do is, like you said, and they want to come home. They want to come home at the end of the day and see their families. If they want to get through the day and just live a normal, peaceful life, and like all this other stuff is just noise. Yeah, it really it is. I think we're distracted. A floating rock in space. <laughs> Must admit, I have never heard that expression. Lonesome when he says, and Morgan says, "What about reincarnation?" Well, I guess. Reincarnation, in a sense, is kind of like the uh, the theory that your 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 friend was talking about, Bill. Where, mm-hmm. you know that that that's kind of like what that is. Um, okay, so if that really truly is a thing, then I choose to come back as Donald Pleasance. <laughs> and you kind of have the look going. I I mean, maybe. You here's the thing, uh, Mike. You might have already been Donald Pleasance. You just don't know that. Oh, sweet mother! You're, you're, you're <laughs> gonna find out once you go around again. You can come back again as Donald Pleasance. <laughs> oh. But see, but then the thing is, if I do, then I'll forget about this part of myself, and I'll just actually be him. Oh my God, that's freaky. Well, I say that's you know how like you have like weird deja vu, and you have stuff in your there's stuff that happens that you just can't explain, right? Yeah, that, like the theory is those are traces of your past lives. Mm-hmm. Okay. Um, I need to get it. I need to get concussed really bad right now so I can try to have some memories of a past life. What there you go. God, um, no, you don't want that, dude. I had a bad concussion like five years ago. It was the worst. Well, I know month, you. Yeah, I know you did. My life, but but I need but I need something because I need to know if I was him. I and and <laughs> oh, just assume assume oh. you assume you have and then. You can you can take that with you. There you go. Manif- manifest the concussion. 
Just pretend you have one. If you try hard enough, <laughs> it could happen. You don't want a real one. You trust me. You don't want a real one. I'm putting that up on the screen. Okay, I'll manifest it, and then I'll manifest myself in his body. Well, no, wait. Now he's at. Sounds dirty. France. (laughs) Okay. To go to France. No, but then maybe I could bring him from France to here. Oh, there's so many things I want to explore with. <laughs> I think, Bill, I think we could leave him alone for a minute. And okay. just, <laughs> I, him... I feel like a Wayne's World thing's about to happen. Mike's going to be like, that's right. That's my life. I don't know. The reincarnation thing, I kind of think that could be a thing. I'm completely fascinated with the music of the 1920s and 30s. I have no reason to be completely fascinated by the music of that time, but I listen to it and it almost feels like, like even like to me, new stuff almost sounds familiar. Hmm. And I'm like, why? Like what's going on? Like, why does this happen? Why am I so into this? Like, it's not anything there's, you know, you guys know my taste in music. There's nothing I listen to today sounds like that style but i i look at pictures from that like i'll google you know like 1920 men's fashion or you know 30s fashion and i'm like this is the greatest look hmm. they we have no style right now i feel like yeah you know there's, our style is sweatpants and and pajama prints yeah like I, you're like I wear that. I wear gym shorts and a t-shirt all summer long, yeah. but you look at guys back in the day, and they were dressed so nice. Like even I work in construction. Like I've looked up construction workers' clothing from back then, and I'm like, even that <laughs> they look nice. Like I wear jeans and a t-shirt to work. Yeah, <laughs> like they even were dressed nicely for that. I'm like, wow. I'm like, what a different world, but I, I'm so fascinated by it. I don't know. You're like, uh, you're like Jack Tarns at the Overlook Hotel. No, God, I don't get that reference. <laughs> of course you don't. I didn't think I wouldn't. Yeah, I didn't, you would. that's a that's a little over. That's a little above his pay grade. <laughs> I, I don't know if that's even the right terminology, but I, I'm just, I'm just too. I mean, just thinking that. Oh, I mean, okay, I, I, we've, we've lost him again. And Jack, I swear to God, I can't, I can't get over it. He's gone. He's, be, he's back to being Donald. <laughs> no wonder I can recite his monologues from Halloween so almost perfectly. Wow, I just saw uh, it was a uh, what do you call it? It was um, it was a news story. It might have been like Washington Post or whatever, whatever it was. Um, it was all about like these um, these periods of like calamity. And it was, I think it was like every 40 years or every 50 years or every 70 years. I want to say it was every 40 years where you just go through these periods of like just intense upheaval, upheaval, like where we are in the world. Like now, like everything is wrong and everything is upside down. Mm-hmm. And the same thing happened. I want to say it was 40 years ago. Um, it's like this some kind of cycle and it had to do, I think it was called the, uh, the cycle of rage where like everybody, like the, basically the society or just the world there is a collective rise in the amount of rage that people experience. And it tends to last for two or three years. 
Um, so hopefully we're we're coming to the end of it. Um, yeah. I like I like I think about like whether it's demons or whatever it is, whatever's causing this, it's just um, it's just messed up. So I just keep hoping that uh, we can hold on till things cool off. Oh, that's so interesting. I've never heard that. I like that. I like that. But now I'm trying to think because I mean, 40 years ago I was eight, so I would have like some comprehension of the world back then i can't think of anything that was it's eight so oh my god what are we talking 82 anything yeah you know what never mind all i care about in 82 was the dukes of hazard it, it, might, it might not have been 40 years it might have been like it's much still... more maybe i'm thinking like the 60s or 70s like just probably right. like the 60s when things were all messed yeah up. that's crazy that's interesting though that is Wait. Dude, like every, I'm sure everything's a cycle. Everything is, you know, things get good. Everybody's happy. Everything's fine. And then all the time and all that shit. It's all, you know. What's that? I'm sorry. They say like news cycles all the time, like a different news cycle, this, that, and that. It's, yeah, it's all cycles. Everything just seems like it's a one big cycle for better or worse. It's just, oh my God. Horrible. I want to check out this book. Let me see if I can find it. I, I swear I saved it. Now I heard. Ah, hold on one sec. Sorry, the, the dog's trying to scratch out of the room now. Oh man, that's like I'm fascinated by what you know the concept of time, and I, I uh, what was the book? Uh, I don't see it on my shelf. It was a book written by David Icke where he was talking about time. And there's, uh, you know, like these tribes that aren't part of our society. So you have elders that are living that would technically be you know, 90, 100, 110 years old, but they're not going to work every day and doing the nine to five Monday to Friday and paying attention. They're just living their life. You know, they're out in the fields growing their vegetable fruits and vegetables. They're out hunting and they just go about their business. Um, they think they, they, the concept of time is a man-made construct to have us confined and it's like, oh god, I'm getting older. I'm doing this. Oh god, uh, how many how many more years to retirement? Yeah, uh, I got I got to get through this week. And I, I read that briefly in this guy, one of this guy's books. And I was listening to uh, a podcast today, and the guy's name is Carlo Ravelli, and they were talking about at the, the book is called. The order of time, and the the one guy that was it's a the podcast has three guys on it. The guy that was reading it was saying, like, "I'm not even going to do his." He couldn't explain it well, so I'm not even going to explain what he said about it. But it was like kind of what I just said. It's like we we put these restraints on ourselves, mm -hmm. and. That ages us. Like, we just like, okay, oh, I'm another year older. I'm another year older. I'm like, and you just expect to have 
this crappy decline as you get older. I'm, I'm getting older now. This, this is going to start hurting. That's going to start hurting. So I'm, I, I want to get this book and see exactly what he says about yeah. the way we've chained ourselves to a clock and a calendar. And I don't know. Hmm. Well, like I'm curious, but my old man just hit 70. And for the most part, he's doing great health-wise. Yeah. He's been on blood pressure medications since he was maybe in his 30s. I'm not positive. And I've had doctors, like I lie to my doctors constantly. I Well, do you have a history of this in your family? Do you have a history of that in your family? I either say no or I don't know. Hmm. Because I don't want them to then turn around and be like, oh, well, if this person has high blood pressure, you're going to have high blood pressure. So for the last, we'll say roughly eight years, I've had a doctor tell me uh, next time I see it. And I, I only have to see, I have to see this one doctor every two years uh, because I have a CDL. So I have to have a special CDL uh, physical for that. So it's not my primary doctor. But this guy, every year, next time I see you, you're going to be on blood pressure meds. Oh, yeah. like, no, I'm not. No, I'm not. Not going to do it. Not going to be there. Still so not on it. I think, refuse. Is he pushing you, or is he just saying that you're, like, your numbers are getting there? I think he's – I don't I, – I can't figure out if he's trying to push, because I've, I've told like, – you know, I said my, my dad's been on stuff since he was in his 30s or 40s. Yeah. So I've lied. No, I I have no idea. Or I, you know, I forget what I tell the guy because <laughs> I think I've said no and I don't know both times or all the times I've gone. Um, no, I think I'm good. I just went last week. I had to go for my my two year checkup. Everything looks good. I'm like, wait, what? Like last year and the year before, the two years before that, and two years before that. This time he's like, nah, you're good. So. I don't know. I don't. I don't buy some of their stuff with. Oh yeah. I don't. Know. I feel like I went on a tangent there, yeah. <laughs> from time to to medicine. It's, it's it's like I said. It's all it's uh, things that are meant to. Well, I don't know if they're meant to keep us where we are, or, or just um, I don't know. Yeah, I don't know either. It, it's a, it's a weird thing. Agreed. One hundred percent agreed. Well, what is it? So many controls. He believes positive vibes are real, and he says he thinks the cycles are getting smaller. Um, Lenny says he was 16 in 1965, and I can tell you it was a different world, hmm. which I'm sure, I mean, I'm trying to think what was going on in 65. Yeah, that's um, before your time. Yeah, a little bit. About, yeah, a little bit. I believe Actually, in the positive vibes thing. I mean, I totally believe in that. I think the energy you give out is the energy you get back. Totally. And I've, that's something I don't know if, if I'm doing the right thing. I'm trying. Um, but I try, like I, when I wake up in the morning, I try to come up with at least like three things that I'm grateful for. I'm like, you know what? Let's go. I'm gonna. I'm not gonna start this day like, oh god, I gotta go to work. Even though deep down that's how I feel. But, but I'm like, 
I wake up, and usually that we got this new dog. We've had him for a couple months, and he only wants to sleep on the couch, and I have to be there. So I don't even get to sleep in my bed. It's me and him on the couch at night. I wake oh. up with him next to me. So usually seeing him puts a smile on my face. But I, I sit up and you know, shake the cobwebs out and sit there and try to think of three, at least three things to be thankful for that I got my ass out of bed or up off the couch and go to hit the day. I don't know if it's working. It's something new. I've, I've only been doing the, for the last two or three months. But, yeah, I don't know. I, I, I think that's definitely something that's out there in the world. You got it. Yeah. You just have to have those. The, think positive. I, think, I just think if you think positively, everything else is going to fall into place. It might not be immediate. I'm not saying everything's going to be perfect. But eventually you'll get that. It'll come back to you. Yeah. Um, I got to try that. Yeah, I normally wake up in the morning. I, 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 I wake up and I'm like, ah, old Shoki's got to go to the bathroom. Damn it. For Bill. Bill, Mike lives, lives uh, with his mother. And her health isn't doing well. So okay. he's well, has to take care of her all ugh. day long. Ugh. That's tough, man. Yeah. Ugh. Ugh. <laughs> it, it's just, I don't know. That's why, like, I wake up in the morning and I'm like, okay, I didn't get a call yet. So we're good. I can lay here for a few more minutes. And then all of a sudden, the call comes and I'm like, oh boy. I don't think I want to get up, but I have to get up. But I don't want to get up, but I'm going to get up anyway, just because if I don't, then the phone will just keep ringing and ringing and ringing and ringing, ringing, ringing. And I want to throw it across the room, but I won't do it. But I want to do it, but I won't. So then I roll off the couch onto the floor, and I'm just like, all right, now get to your feet, you stupid son of a bitch. And then I do that, and then I'm like, all right, now I'm up. Now I'm up. And Mike has his own medical conditions he's dealing with. Okay. So he's dealing with his own stuff and he's dealing with his mother's stuff. So he's really a saint. Oh, I, no, I wouldn't say that. I don't think I would have the patience I, to live the Mike the life that Mike lives. I, I'll be honest with you. The the longer you live with it, the less patience you start to have for it. Right. And when was the last time you left the house? Um. Ooh. Um. You mean for like a prolonged period? Well, uh, maybe. Look, he has to think about it. That's, mm. that's not um, good. Month and a half, two months. Oh, all right. So, all right, it's a little more recent before than that, I thought. You well, yeah, but before that, it was like um, with with the whole uh, you know when COVID started, that was a nightmare. There's a whole time. Um, where I was in here for probably well over a year, where all I would do, where the only like time I would go outside would be to walk to move the garbage cans back or put mail in the mailbox. And other than that, I would just be in here. 
and it's oh, like I'd be out of my mind. Ugh. I get mad when I'm stuck in the house on a rainy day. When it's the weekend, because I, I work outside all day. So if I'm stuck in the house for too long, I'm like, oh god, I gotta get outside. I've gone out back with the dogs and just stand in the rain and let the dogs run around. I'm like, I just, I got it. I gotta get outside for a little bit. If they deal with the rain, I'm dealing with the rain. Mm. Like, I don't care. I just gotta be outside. Pure insanity. It's such a strange. Well, that's why now that it's getting warmer, I'll just like open the door and I'll just like walk around out there for just a few minutes to just get some fresh air because it's like, otherwise you're just in here and it's like, I it just, it drives me insane. Mm. And I just, you know, can't do it. Or I like don't want to do it. You know? I don't blame you. Screw that. I got Bill. I see his Facebook posts. He's like out hiking, wandering all these great, cool places. Saved a snake today. It, that was fun. Nah, where was that at? Near the oh, house? Oh, it was, no, I was walking Baxter, and uh, he was just crossing the road, so just helped him on his way. Was it garter snake? Uh, Ringneck snake. But really? It was fun. Yeah, it was cool. Wait, no, it's always saving the animals, dude. Yeah. When we played hockey that last time, <laughs> 10 years ago, you're like, yeah, I found a turtle. Save the turtle on the road. <laughs> like, Wait, what? Well, good. <laughs> I think it's got to be like, it's, I think, um, getting back to the earlier point, like, I can think about, uh, like, I guess that with Lonesome Lenny saying he grew up in 65 and it was a different world. Like, I think about, like, our parents, um, especially like like donna's parents like they're they're not in the computer age at all they don't have a computer they don't have a smartphone um and just i don't know it's got to be really tough like i see the world where i grew up and how different it is or even like you see um like a stand of trees that gets cleared or you see like quote unquote progress and things change and it's it's difficult to watch so like the, the older that we get, it's going to be more difficult for us to, to live in this world. Um, and I just think about like growing up in 65 or like when we, when we were growing up in the eighties, it was a different world. And it's just, uh, I guess it's a more of a thought, but just thinking about how much things are going to continue to change and how more difficult it's going to get to be human in this world. Um, or, or an animal for that matter. Like I said, like an animal crossing the road, like, like there's all these cars and noisy things and people all over the place and like where do you carve out a space? Yeah, dude. My now we have it. Uh, two dogs. The newest one we we got uh, a couple months ago. Excuse me. He's uh, fifteen months. We got him at ten months, and he was a rescue. He was with a college student. So he was with a college student. He was neglected. I don't know if he was abused, but he was neglected. Went with the college student's family, went to a foster home, and now we have him. So he was with four families in 10 months. Wow. I walk him, and the weirdest thing is if I'm out on trash day walking him around, he freaks out when he sees the trash cans along the sidewalk. Hmm. So you're talking about, like, how did they... Like what is what's what's going on with these animals' minds with 
that. And I think like what you just said, like you know, clearing out the land with the progress and all the noises, like how much does that screw them up? Especially the ones that are not domesticated animals. Yeah. Like we're just, yeah. Humans are stupid. Like I really think as a species, we're doing it all wrong. Yeah. We're, you know, we have to rely on the grocery store for the most part. Most people have to rely on the grocery store to get their food. Yeah. The animals, they're out there doing their thing and they, they get their food and they take care of business the way nature intended. Yeah. It's, yeah, it's a, it's a screwed up society. Yeah. I was just over, uh, I had to go, I had to get, get my license taken care of today and there was a farm. I hadn't been on this one road in had to be has to be at least five years, six years. And there used to be a small farm. I don't know what they were growing, but it was there for the longest time. And there was it was always green. Things were sprouting. It's gone. It's gone. And there's now townhouses built there. I'm like, what the hell? And it hurts, right? It yeah. Hurts. It bothered me so much. I'm like, what? What's happening? Yeah. What is happening with this world? Yeah. Another spot. I'm sorry. Go ahead. Now there was another spot. I saw these trees knocked down, and I couldn't remember what was there, but it was in like that same vicinity. I'm like, what now? What are they building there? What? What? What is that necessary? Yeah. There's already grocery stores and a mall and a pharmacy and everything else. Like they don't need another building there. Yes. I don't know. It's weird. It's stupid. Just stop. Just let nature take its course. Yeah. Oh, there's no money in nature. That's a problem. That's true. Well, it's not taxable. Yeah. There you go. <laughs> See, there you go. We got to get, we got trees to pay taxes and everything will take care of itself. There you go. Let's get rid of those things that help provide oxygen to the world. Yeah. Kill them. Yeah. I was just reading something. Think, you know, I, I don't know how, to, to, how much into this you guys are, but like dandelions. Like growing up, I remember my parents like buying fertilizer to kill off dandelions in our yard. Yeah. I was just reading something recently, like how good they are for you. Just those crappy little things. You just pluck them out, dry them out. You make tea out of them. And there's so many health benefits. I'm like, it's right there. It's right there. And we're throwing chemicals on this stuff to kill it. Yeah. Like, what are we doing? Like, where's our information coming from that's saying this stuff's bad or it's a weed. Get rid of that weed. We don't want that. We, we can't have that growing. Hmm. Yet there's all these health benefits to it. And we're just dumping chemicals on it to get rid of it. Yeah. It's weird. Like it's like I said, like you you your your yard is supposed to be perfect and beautiful and blah blah blah. But but why? Like why? Just let it go and let it do its thing. It looks as long as it's it's gonna be green regardless. Green and yellow for that matter. So just let it go. Right. Who who picks which one's the good this is the good green, this is the bad green. Get you don't want that green. I'm always plucking stuff out. Get rid of that. That's that's unsightly. Wait, what? Danny Lion wine? Did somebody put who said that? Uh Lenny said that. Is that a thing? And Morgan said uh Viet Goddamn Nam. Hmm. 
Um, I don't know what that means. Well, that was the. Oh wait, Vietnam was this when? I don't even know when the hell that was, and that's horrible. But that was late sixties, early seventies, right? Yeah, they wrapped up in seventy five. Was it seventy five? Yeah, I guess it's technically started like back in the late fifties. Like not not the like the actual not the conflict, but the whole thing. Like they're mm. coming undone. Um, Dandelion I, wine. There's actually there's a winemaker. I used to be really used to be in the wine. Um, there's a winemaker in um, like the I thought it's Ambler. It's like Lower Gwinnett or something like that. And they used to make dandelion wine. And I was talking to the guy, and it was something like two hundred dandelions. You'd have to press two hundred dandelions in order to make like half a half a bottle of it was like ridiculous amount but it was tasty really yeah i never heard of that before that sounds interesting i would try that yeah I'm, not really guy. A wine guy. I'm basic i'm basic beer bitch <laughs> give me the paps give me the coors give me the millers i don't know me, me, me and johnny lawrence Get the little stubby bottles. Mm-hmm. It's the only reason I bought them is because Cobra Kai. Oh yeah, nice. <laughs> I never saw him before. Season four, so I did not watch season four yet, so I have no idea what, what I'm. Yeah. What a show! Ah, uh, dude, get on that. Yeah, Don't I have give to... me crap about not watching things. Well, season five uh, starts in September sometime, so I have a few months. Yeah, no. Until that comes out. Get on that. Get on that. I like giving Mike hell about like, TV shows. You're like, watch the whole season before you record next. We're, we're not <laughs> even recording. We're streaming live. So watch the whole season before we stream next. Do Damn it now. Straight. Damn I straight, should. Star. I want to watch it. I don't know why I didn't. <laughs> I love it. I don't know either. What's the matter with you? <laughs> yeah. Well, all right. Boys, it's, it's pushing that witching hour for me at 10 o'clock. I'm getting sleepy. Yes. Um, Bill, we were all over the place tonight. Is there anything you want to tell us about the new book <laughs> before we go? Uh, it's called uh, Crawl on Your Belly All the Days of Your Life. It's uh, dark fiction. It's kind of horror. It's kind of coming of age. There's, there's even a little bit of romance in there. Um, but uh, I love it. It's a favorite thing that I've done so far. And like you said, wjdonahue.com. That's uh, more details about that. But I really appreciate you guys having me on. Uh, is that the place, best place to find you? Do you have any other social media you want to pimp? I mean, you can find me on uh, Facebook, Instagram. I don't do Twitter. Um, but, uh, yeah, and everything is uh, – you can, you can find my social stuff on, uh, on my website, and the books are available pretty much anywhere. All right. Yeah, well, de- we'll definitely put the link up. Uh, I do the Instagram and Twitter for, for the show. Um, Facebook, I haven't had much success with Facebook for the podcast, but it'll be on there as well. So hopefully people can find you. I know the book's available on Amazon and Barnes & Noble. I'm sure there's other places. I feel terrible. You sent me an advanced copy, and I only made it about 100 pages in. I'd love to have you back on again uh, when I finish. So hopefully you know, we can talk about it, um, especially being a guy that doesn't read a lot of fiction. I just, I just, I, I, I find myself with fiction that I hang on every word. Maybe it's from like the school days 
of no, there's going to be a test. I need to make sure I have to absorb. What color shirt was he wearing? Gotcha. What did Sid do next? Hold on. What was he driving? You know, like there's I, I just get paranoid, and I I even find myself like rereading bits. I'm like, oh, just I got to make sure I got this image clear in my head. So, nah, dude. I'm just glad. I'm glad we got to catch up. So, um, it, it's cool that you look like exactly the same, man. It's great. <laughs> You too, except the hair. I love the hair, dude. I love that you're growing your hair out. <laughs> we're we're gonna do this in like 30 more years, and we're gonna both have like hair down our backs, and it's gonna be jet white, and it's gonna be awesome. <laughs> I love it. I'm all in. Well, Mike's won't. Mike's Mike's having a little trouble yeah, there. Um, yeah. <laughs> he'll have I, the Gallagher. He'll he'll I, get the Gallagher look going. Oh God, no. <laughs> you gotta do the Donald Pleasant's beard. I did for a while, and then it just started to, like, annoy me. So, or no, actually, no, it started to go gray, and I didn't, I didn't like the gray thing. So, I'm like, you know what? I, I, I can't, I can't do it, but maybe I'll bring it back. Embrace, embrace the you gray. Know, as part of, as, yeah, as part of myself, you know, living through him or <laughs> living in him or something like that, you know? There you go. Yeah. That's the plan. I will right, we'll hang in there a second. Yeah. Guys, it was great hanging out with you. To all the people that watched, thank you for tuning in. Thank you for your comments. And uh, hopefully we get some more downloads on the audio. Help Bill sell some books. Love you both. It was great seeing you. Peace.
Mary redeemed a $50,000 cash prize playing Chumba Casino online. I was only playing for fun, so winning was a dream come true. Chumba Casino is America's favorite free online social casino. You too could have the chance to win life-changing cash prizes. Absolutely anybody could be like Mary. Be like Mary. Log on to ChumboCasino.com and play for free now. No purchase necessary. Void or prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. The voice in the preceding commercial was not the actual voice of the winner.